You know what it is. That's right. It's time to talk money with your money nerd and financial coach. Now, tighten those purse strings and open those ears. It's the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. Hey, everyone. I am super excited because I have Rocky Lalvani on the line. Now, me and Rocky met at Podcast Movement and, you know, we got to know each other and I was like, you know, let's be on podcasts because <laughs> that's what we're here for, right? Um, so Rocky is here to talk to us about profitability for small businesses because he is a fractional CFO and he focuses on the profit first method. And I feel like as small business owners, that's one thing that we do struggle with. And so I'm like, you're the expert. Come on down <laughs> and give us some tips. So hey, Rocky, how are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me here today, Tiffany. Perfect. Thank you. So Rocky, let's hop right into it. So when it comes to profitability for small businesses, what are some tips that we can use or utilize in order to make sure that we are profitable in our businesses? So first off, I think everyone's been given the wrong equation for profitability. Everyone is told it's sales minus expenses equals profit, which means that profit's a leftover. It's something of an afterthought. It's something you find out, you know, maybe at tax time when your accountant says, congratulations, you were profitable. And most of my business owners ask two questions. One, where is that money? And two, how am I supposed to pay that tax bill? <laughs> and the reality is your cash flow and the amount of money in your bank does not match what your profitability is because more often than not, we spend our profits instead of keeping them. So the new equation that comes out of profit first is sales minus profit equals expenses. So we take our profit first, right? We pay ourselves first and we do that all the time. And then this way, we're automatically profitable. And if there's no money left, well, now you have to constrain yourself because in business, we're told you got to spend money to make money by every salesman who's selling us stuff. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> uh, and that's the reality of it. We are not Uber. We don't have access to investors who are going to keep throwing money at us and say, yeah, change the world. We don't care if you ever make money. That's not the reality of small business. Small business has to make money. You have to be profitable. And so I think up front, it's, it's making sure you're paying yourself first. And profit first, you, I'm sure your listeners are familiar with the envelope system. And if they're not, let's just go ahead and go over it. Real so quick. with the envelope system, right? If what they used to do in the old days is people got paid and they took their cash and they would put it in envelopes and each envelope had a purpose. So there was an envelope for rent. There was an envelope for your utilities. There was an envelope for the, gr uh, the grocery bill. Back when I was a kid, people had Christmas clubs where every week you put $5 away. So when Christmas came, you had the money to pay for your presents. Well, this is the exact same thing for business. When your money comes in, we put money aside for profit. We put money aside for your pay because what I find is most business owners pay themselves last. They put everybody else in front of them. When you have an envelope that says, hey, you can get paid, after a little while, when that envelope starts to get really fat, you don't feel uncomfortable taking money out of your business. Next up is the envelope for tax. So when the accountant says, hey, you were profitable, you owe the government, you go, oh, look, 
I've got money to pay him, right? And as much as I hate paying taxes, the one thing my business owners tell me is, you know, when tax time comes, I'm no longer fearful. I know I have to pay it. I know it's it's what happens when you are profitable. And since they have the money, they don't mind turning it over because they know they've had a good year. And if there's excess in the envelope, they get to keep it. So they get a bonus at tax time, which makes them doubly happy. The rest of the money goes in your operating expense envelope, right? And then that's the money that you truly have to spend on your business. And it's constraining you. And I'll explain why that that makes sense. Of course, we don't use envelopes. We use bank accounts. So we set up multiple bank accounts and we do this. This is all based on Parkinson's law. So Parkinson's law says that you will use up all the time and money allocated, right? So let's break this down to just kids, right? You've got kids. They got a project at school. They got three weeks to do the project. How long does it take them? Three weeks, except what's the reality? They do it the night before. If you've got an hour to get your project done, you get it done in an hour. Same thing with money. If, if you want to do something in your business, they, the people come to you and say, what's your budget? First question. Whatever you tell them, I guarantee you that's what they're going to charge you. But what if you tell them 20% of what your budget is? See what they come up with. So now we're constraining ourselves. That makes us more resourceful. So instead of just throwing money at every problem, we think through a better solution. We find a lower cost way of doing it and we constrain ourselves and, and we do it. So personal finance, business finance, all the same concepts applied in a slightly different way. And you, you that's basically what it comes down to. Oh, I love that. I love that. And I love that you said, pay yourself first. That's something that my late grandpa used to say all the time. He was a very successful business person, but that's what he used to say all the time is make sure you pay yourself first. He's like the people, the bills and stuff, you know, they'll get theirs whenever they get theirs, but you make sure you pay yourself first. Um, so I love that you just said that as well. Um, now, what if we have business owners out there? They're like, okay, I hear you, Rocky. You know, it sounds great. <laughs> but um, as far as my business is concerned, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> like, what if they feel like it's a cash flow problem um, to where they can't do that? So what we do is we start with where you are today, right? So if you're not paying yourself, if you're not saving for taxes, if you're barely breaking even, all we ask you to do is start with 1%. Take 1% and set it aside. $1 out of 100, right? I'm sure we can find a dollar out of 100. Set it aside in a separate bank account and let it start to grow. Now, while that's occurring, go through your business, get, get all your bank statements or however you're doing things. I want you to take all of your expenses. If you can get 12 months of them on a spreadsheet, that's awesome. Sort them by vendor. And then go down every single line and ask yourself, is this supporting the business? Business owners go down through that and they're like, I don't even use this software anymore. Why am I still paying for it? Or, hey, what happened? The cable bill's charging me double what they used to. Or why is my cell phone so expensive? And you start to cut that. And then you start to look at things and go, do we really need that? And, and you ask yourself, can I, can I negotiate with my vendors? 
simply calling them up and saying, hey, we're struggling a little, we're tight. Is there anything we can do to lower this? Because maybe you're on a higher tier of service and you're only using the basic tier of service. So you drop your tiers down and you look at it. And then sometimes it's just maybe finding a lower cost of goods. So there's a million ways to do this, but you've got to go through and make the tough decisions. Maybe you've got an employee, you're like, we're paying this employee all this money, but we're not seeing results from that. And so now you have a tough decision to make. But I think that's the biggest thing. Until you have visibility to your numbers, until you know where your money is going, and until you challenge that, I think you're going to struggle. The other thing is pricing. Too often, especially new business owners, underprice. They're afraid if they raise their prices that they'll lose clients. The reality is when you start playing around with pricing, you'll find out that you can increase prices, lose clients, and make more money. And so it, it, it is a fear of motivation. I totally get it. But what we find is the clients who leave are the biggest pains that we had. They suck up all our resources. They take up all our time. And when we get rid of them, we realize, oh my, my business is more fun. I can get more done with the clients that love me in less time. And now I can focus on those clients, which means I can give them better service, which means I can increase my prices. So every business is different, but those are the, the areas that we look at. And we, we also look at, are you converting your potential clients to clients? How good are you at that? How good are you at your offering? Um, are you controlling your spending? Do you have the right pricing? There's all these different levers in business. And until you start measuring them and looking at them, you're not going to make a difference. You're running around like a hamster on a wheel, putting out every single fire instead of taking the time to think about your business and work on your business instead of in your business. None of this stuff is complicated. It's all simple. Doing simple is hard. Yes, that is so true. And I love how you said, just start with 1%, just start there. And then you can always increase it as you start getting your expenses down. So I have homework to do. No, <laughs> no but also I love what you said about calling your vendors. So I actually did this um, because I have a, a severe technology and software spending problem. And so I love spending on software. So actually earlier this week, um, um, uh, I was going to cancel my Adobe stock subscription uh, because I'm like, I don't really need it. I just used it for like one project or whatever. But I was like, okay, let me call and see, you know, what kind of deal I can get if I do decide that I want to keep it. Cause you know, I do a lot of blogging and all this stuff. So anyway, I chat with them because nobody goes on the phone anymore. Um, I chat with them and lo and behold, not only was I able to lower the Adobe stock, I was able to lo lower um, the Adobe all access plan that I'm, that I'm in. Um, so that way I was able to get both of my things for now cheaper than what I was paying for one. And so like you said, just talking to them, <laughs> um, you never know what you would get. Cause 
I didn't even like my purpose wasn't about what I was already paying for. It was just my free trial was ending on Adobe stock. And I was like, you know, I'm thinking about canceling. And I didn't realize that he was going to try to reduce what I was already paying for, too. So, you know, it's very important. Um, I call it uh, well, (laughs) I call it software audits because usually it's software for me. Uh, But I'll go through and I'm like, okay, do I use this? Do I not use this? Um, How much am I paying for this? Is it worth it? You know, and I do that every so often because otherwise I would be in a way worse position (laughs) than I am now. And and I will be honest. One of the the things that I absolutely hate is anything that has a recurring price. So we're having an internal business conversation about picking between that Adobe product and a one-time purchase of a product that I will pay more upfront, but I pay one time. And what I have found with most of my software, I can use it for years. Like the upgrades they offer are so minimal. I don't care, but you know, and the, the product that we're talking about, I think we haven't upgraded it in like five years. So I'm like, why don't I just pay for the upgrade? It'll cost me a year of the Adobe product, but now I have it for the next four or five years. So looking at those types of alternatives um, in the past, I think, you know, in the past we paid a lot for stock photos. Now with Canva, I pay one price. I've got multiple services on there, but it's, it's looking at all your different softwares and asking, do I need it? Is there a way to somebody else also offer this and how can I get off of a monthly plan onto a fixed cost? Because the reality is most of the upgrades for most of this stuff just doesn't cut it. And it's not hard to spend a ton on tech. Not at all. (laughs) You're (laughs) preaching to the choir. Um, So anyway, with that being said, are there any, I love what you've gone over so far um, because these are absolutely takeaways. Like I said, I have homework to do. I'm over here like I need to look at my books again and just make sure I'm not spending for something that I don't use. Um, But what other tips do you have for our small business owners? Um, So, you know, somebody you know, is having cash flow issues. You said start at 1% um, and then work your way up. Now, here's here's a question. When it comes to the multiple bank accounts, right? Is that a must? Like, why is that um, so important to have multiple bank accounts to do this process? So here's the reality of it. Most business owners do not look at their QuickBooks or whatever software that they are using, right? I see you shaking your head. (laughs) They look at their bank balance, right? So if you have bank balances that are easy to look at and understand, then you know what's going on. So if I look at my income account where all the money comes in, I can look at my income account and go, okay, I have good money coming in since the last time I moved my money around. And we tell people to be on a set rhythm. So everyone picks a rhythm. Some people do it once a month. Some people do it twice a month. Some people do it once a week, no more than once a week. So if you're, let's just make it simple. If I'm doing this once a week, you know, at the end of every week, I look at my bank account and I see how much money came in. You start to get a feeling of that. Oh, there was 10 grand this week. Okay. That's a good week. Oh, there's four grand. Well, what happened? Instant feedback. There's 20 grand. Woohoo. Let's party. Right. But 
But then the second question is, why did 20 grand come in this week? What did we do to cause that? Now I move my money around. I put my profit in. I don't look at my profit account. I put my money in my pay account. So I make sure I get paid. I put my money in my tax account. I don't look at my tax account. And then I put my money in my operating expenses. Now, when I go to the bank and go, do I have money to pay for stuff? I look at my operating account. I go, well, this is how much money I have. I start to get, again, a good feeling of when it's low, when it's high, and how much money I truly have to spend. And if my operating account keeps running out of money, it's telling me there's a problem in the business and it's giving me an early warning signal. See, if my operating money is mixed in with my profit and my tax, I'll spend my profit and my tax and I won't realize it. So yeah, the multiple bank accounts are a must. The system and the rhythm are a must. This is a cash flow system designed for our bad habits and it uses them to our advantage, right? You can still look at your account 10 times a day. What we tell people is hide the profit account hide the tax account because too many are tempted to steal from it. You will steal from yourself. Um, So in the book, Mike talks about even putting them at a separate bank because some people cannot deal with the temptation of having money. They'll spend it all. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I definitely get that, especially like in my counseling practice and I help people with their personal finances. Um, That's definitely a thing. Now, here's one other question, though, uh, because I know for me, for instance, I have very irregular uh, pay. So, you know, sometimes I'll get a big lump sum, you know, maybe I signed on a new client and then sometimes maybe it's a little here, a little there, maybe I sell a t-shirt, whatever. And so when I was trying to implement this before, um, I was doing it to where every time I got money in, I would do, you know, the percentages and just as soon as I get it, like spread it out. So, if you have a regular income, it's better to just wait for the weekly or wait for the biweekly or monthly or what, however you want to do it. So if you have irregular income, like you talked about, then yes, you still wait for your rhythm to do it. But more importantly, so some people have seasonal businesses. Some people have businesses where you're going to get a whole bunch of money from maybe three or four clients throughout the year, but that money needs to last you 12 months. So what we tell both of those businesses is one thing, create an extra account. And we call this the drip account. And here's what happens. Let's say say your business survives on $10,000 a month. And this month you get $30,000. Right. What we tell you is the excess over the ten thousand. We want to put that in the drip account. So we're we're hiding it. Now next month comes along. How much did you get? Oh, I only got five thousand this month. Well, we need ten thousand. So now I go to my drip account and I take five thousand out and I add it to the five thousand this month and I do my allocation. So my business is running smoothly on cash flow. And I'm saving my excess till I need it. Because if you if you do it up front, you look at your operating expenses, go, oh, we got plenty of money we can spend. No, no, no. You don't have plenty of money because you have time against you. And you're not going to see a big chunk for three or four months. So let's let's hold it off and let's drip it out as we need it so that we're not overspending. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So just so, cause we're about to wrap up here. I just want to make sure we're clear. So you should have a profit account. 
You should have an operating expenses account. You should have a tax account. And what am I missing? Did we pay you? Oh, <laughs> the most important thing. <laughs> and then we need an income account where all the money comes into a separate account so you know how much is there and it's easy to allocate it to the other accounts. Gotcha. Okay. So just so we have the process clear, the money goes into the income account and then you spread it to all the other accounts and then you actually spend from the operating expenses account. Correct. Gotcha. Yay. <laughs> All right. But thank you so much, Rocky. I have a lot of homework to do, um, but I appreciate you coming on and spreading this these gems and this knowledge for my audience because this was a great episode and I feel like it'll help a lot of people. So if people were interested in learning more about this system or about you, how could they find you? Before we talk about me, let's talk about Tiffany. If you enjoy this show in this episode or any of her work, do us a favor, leave a review, hit a like button, give her some love for all the work she's doing for you and not even charging you. She's doing it all out of her, Aww. the love of her heart. So say thank you to Tiffany, please. <laughs> then you can come find me. Um, <laughs> I am at Profit Comes First. Mm -hmm. Dot com And from there, you can find the podcast, Profit Answer Man. We go into depth. We teach all of this to everyone. We go into how can you have a more profitable business? And we help you learn all about that. Nice. Well, I will definitely be subscribing because I need that. Um, but thank you so much, Rocky. And if you all didn't catch that, I'll have it all in the show notes. So make sure you check those out. And I appreciate you once again for coming on the show with me and giving us all of these good nuggets. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Bye. Thank you for listening, joining, and being a part of the Money Talk with Tiff podcast this week. You can check Tiff out every Thursday for a new Money Talk podcast. But if you just can't wait until next week, you can listen to previous podcast episodes at moneytalkwitht.com or follow Tiff on all social media platforms at Money Talk with T. Until next time, spend wise by spending less than you make. A word to the money wise is always sufficient. <laughs>